Hey, happy Saturday. It's a little late in the day to be recording this podcast, but I got wrapped up in stuff and still wanted to get it out today. So today is Saturday, June 13th, and this is the Proverbs for Professional podcast where we go through a chapter of Proverbs as it relates to the date. So today is the 13th. So as you can see, I'm going to try this new thing back here. We've got Proverbs chapter 13. So uh, I'm going to have the text up. We're going to try this little situation, see how that works. Uh, hopefully it works out well. Uh, so let's get going today. Uh, we are going to talk about money. Uh, the Bible talks about money all the time. Money is not some horrible, awful thing. Uh, love of money, placing money, placing anything, placing money above God, that is called idolatry. I've heard idolatry defined as a good thing that you make a God thing. And money would be one of those topics. It is listed all throughout Proverbs chapter 13. So let's get going. Uh, like I said, I, th- I'm gonna be going back through these, hopefully, uh, whenever the 13th comes back up on a Saturday. So I'm not gonna cover every single topic. Certainly there's a lot of stuff to cover in here. Uh, I think about verse two, from the fruit of his mouth, a man eats what is good, but the desire of the treacherous is for violence. Come on, right? Uh, There there are just, there's some great nuggets in here. I really recommend spending some time, but let's get into starting in verse seven. One pretends to be rich, yet has nothing. Another pretends to be poor, yet has great wealth. You can see that right here. So one pretends to be rich, yet has nothing. Another pretends to be poor, yet has great wealth. Let's talk for a second about the fake it till you make it business crowd. I remember I had a job opportunity when I first graduated from college and I go to this interview and I'm young and I won't name the, I won't name the company, and I was there and they were saying, you know, you're, it was kind of like a fully commissioned sales thing. And, the, and I, had, I was broke. <laughs> and I remember the person during the interview said, I think you'd be great. But just so you know, you're going to go, you got to go about $10,000 into debt because you've got to get, you know, a, a decent car. It's a financial services company, a decent car. You've got to get, uh, you know, good clothes. You, you got to, and he said, you got to fake it till you make it. And I thought, this is a financial services company, and you're telling me at 22 years old, just out of college, to go into debt. One pretends to be rich, yet has nothing. That's what I would have been. I would have been pretending to be rich, but I didn't really have anything. I didn't really know what I was doing. And they were encouraging this, and I thought it was really disingenuous. I did not go work there. I went to work at Walgreens as an assistant store manager, which was fantastic. Uh, So let's keep going because there's a lot more here. The ransom of a man's life is his wealth, but a poor man hears no threat. So think about that. So this contrast between wealth and poverty. So the people who are faking being rich in verse 8 says, well, that's now a ransom on their life. Like somebody can come in and take that. It's almost like the Beatitudes when Jesus says, blessed are the poor. So it's not like wealth. And we're going to get into how, how wealth can be properly used, but it's not like wealth 
is, is some sign of righteousness. This whole idea, this nonsense of the health, wealth, and prosperity gospel, it's got to go. It has to go because it's, it's, it's awful. It's just awful. Uh, all the way down to this, this like, well, I work really hard for my money. There's lots of really hardworking people who are making 12, 13, 14 bucks an hour who work harder than you and who work harder than me. It's not, we don't have some kind of karmic relationship where like the harder you work, the more money you get, okay? Some of us, and we could dip our toe into this idea of white privilege, but some of us got lucky. We caught good breaks and I'm thankful for that. And there's, there, are, there are proper and right things that we can do with that, right? But let's at least be willing to acknowledge it. So, so it, there, there, there is righteousness in poverty. There is goodness in poverty. Uh, I remember when I was in, uh, uh, where was it? Oh, it was the first time I went to Rwanda and I came back and I told my wife, I said, I, I was going through, it was my first time out of the country and I was really going through this sort of re-entry back in and I was like, they, there is such a joy, there is such a, such a, a, a wealth about them not monetarily. Propaganda has a great quote. He says it kept, when he talks about growing up uh, poor, he says it kept my belly full of the stuff the rich were missing. So this relationship with money has nothing to do with our relationship with righteousness. How rich or how poor we are has nothing to do with what our standing before God can be. And in the business place, in our workplace, just because somebody makes more than you, right? they may be val- more, more valued financially uh, to that business entity, but that means nothing about your worth, your value, your dignity, your beauty. All right, let's keep going. Uh, I love this in uh, in verse fifteen. Just four words. Uh, good. Let me scroll down here. Good sense wins favor. I love that. Just that. That's a great four words to carry you through the week. Good sense. Common sense. It's okay to use common sense. It's okay to think critically. Good sense wins favor, but the way of the treacherous is their ruin. What an awesome proverb, 1315. Uh, Let's skip that one, and I'm gonna go down here to verse 22, uh, because this is something that I've been thinking about a lot, and it's still talking about this idea of money. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. Uh, this is uh, one, one of my good friends, Paul Mason. This verse is on, uh, it's on he, he has a, uh, an estate planning law firm, and this is a verse that he shares a lot. Uh, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And so when we talk about this relationship that we have with money, it, it's not bad to be wealthy. It's not bad. It's not immoral to save money. As a matter of fact, it's a great idea. Uh, we, we should not be in debt. We should not be going into debt. We should be saving. We should be wise. Remember, good sense. We should, where was that, up here? Uh, let's see. Yeah, good sense wins favor in verse 15. We should be using common sense. We should be investing well. We should be learning. I've been, I've been learning all sorts of good stuff about precious metals and about uh, you know, different things in the stock market. It's, it's fascinating. 
And it's an awesome time. I mean, there is the, the whole concept of compounding interest. I showed to my 13-year-old and he was like, what? Like I got out the calendar or the calculator. I was like, check this out, dude. He was like, oh my gosh. Uh, we just got him uh, green, the green light uh, app, which is a super cool app if you want to help kind of teach your kids about money and help allowances and stuff flow. I highly recommend that. I get paid zero dollars for that promotion. but uh, And so we were talking about this idea of money and that, that I want to leave an inheritance financially for my children's children. That would be great. But let's think about this idea for inheritance uh, even beyond money. And I've really appreciated this coming from uh, the Intentional Legacy book by a man named David McIlvaney, uh, which I can't, I, I recommend that super highly as well, The Intentional Legacy by David McIlvaney. And he's a financial planner, he's a financial analyst, and he's, he's a Christian, and he talks at length throughout the book, not about ways to you know play the stock market and get 10% annual compounding interest and all that. He actually talks way more about what is the legacy that you are passing down emotionally what kind of legacy are you passing down spiritually? What kind of legacy are you passing down, you know, um, in, in terms of just discipline? And what types of, uh, you know, memories are you going to create? Just all of this sort of stuff, because what ends up happening, and, and he says this a lot too in his book, he says, you can save money. People have the ability to save money and pass money down. But if you don't pass down responsibility, if you don't pass down hard work, if you don't pass down discipline, if you don't pass down a common set of ethics, money gets squandered all the time in second and third generations. I mean, large, giant fortunes gone because we focus on the, the legacy of, it, of passing down this inheritance of money, but we've, we've gained all of that. Remember the, the Bible verse, what, what good is it a man if he gains a whole world, let, yet he profits or he forfeits his soul? Gain, yeah, something like that. Uh, you, you know, what good is it if you get all of this stuff, but you've lost everything else? If you've done it at the expense of your children, at the expense of your relationship with your husband or with your wife or whatever it might be, what good is that? And so, yes, it's good. We should work hard. Yes, it's good if we got to work two or three jobs and we have to provide. And, and you're doing so out of a, not out of a sense of greed, but out of a sense of responsibility. Good sense will win you favor in that. But for some of you, you need to cut that back. You need to be at 40 hours a week. And the reason that you won't do it is because you're afraid. You're afraid of your family. You're afraid of being alone with yourself and you got to deal with that because that inheritance if you have children that inheritance that you're going to be passing down is going to go far beyond money and wealth but it's going to deal with righteousness and goodness and faithfulness and common sense and wisdom and this is the book of wisdom so next week uh, is going to be June, uh, June 20th we'll be going through Proverbs chapter 20 until then, I highly recommend read a chapter every day. That's super easy. It's very uh, palatable. It's it's easy to read. There are some. I mean, there, I'll be honest. There are some troubling, uh, difficult passages, but not like uh, not like other books, which really require quite a bit of study to get into them, uh, or else they'll be they'll be wildly misquoted. So, uh, yeah, Proverbs chapter twenty next week. Thanks so much, and we'll see you later.